Thank you so much. Thank you, uh, Joseph and Hannah, for the hospitality and the church. Uh, we have it. The last time we were here was 2018, actually. We had just come back from Brazil, and the organization had decided that they're going to be based in Canada for a while and traveling to Brazil, which we're doing. I just came back from Brazil on Tuesday. Um, so it's so good to be back here. A lot of you are new faces, which for us is a good sign that the spirit is working and bringing life and bringing transformation, elevating people to God's plans and God's design for our lives. Um, before I, Lisa, just tell us a little bit about the previous, uh, Tony, yes, the, the family. I want to say uh, kind of a testimony. I was hearing Joseph talking about the death, the defeated death here, right? And that brought a little bit of a chill to me when you said that you're going to go into the ocean if those stages are covered. Because um, some of you know, because I have been here before, I, I'm originally from Brazil, and I'm originally from the Amazon. So I, I was born and raised one degree south of the equator. And then in 1989, I, I, I went to the church all my life, and, and I was working as a civil engineer in Brazil when my pastor I came to the city when I was working a project, and I came to the city, and the pastor called me and said, Nelson, we have been praying, and there's a need in the, on the mission field, and we feel that God is calling you to go. And I knew that was going to happen because since I was a youth in Asian, the church, hearing missionaries come and speak, God has spoken to me. So I said, yes, here I am. And then he said, it's to Canada. I thought it was to Africa because the, work, the church had worked in Mozambique at that time. Canada, I said, why Canada needs missionaries? So anyway, yes, long story short, I came from one degree south of the equator to Winnipeg. So, when, when Joseph talked about defeating the dead and going to the ocean, that brings chills. But I'm going to pray that you'll defeat the dead and that you'll survive the ocean. Because I survived Winnipeg as a Brazilian. You'll survive that. So, so yes, that's right. <laughs> I, 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 have to, I have to pray about that one. So, uh, <laughs> so anyway, Lisa, if you actually, if you want to introduce, I, I, is, is this bike working here? Is this uh, bike? Okay. I don't want Lisa to leave. This is the most beautiful part of our partnership. So I don't want her to leave because she's going to the kids. And I don't want her to leave before she says something. Church, it's just so good uh, to be with you here. We, we, if I had time, I would tell you how good it is to be here with you. But in a very short word, I just want to say that your faithfulness over these years has bared much fruit um, in Brazil and also fruit in our family. And so we, we love the worship this morning. We love the music. The, the thought for me, the word in my mind is God is a firm foundation. You're never going to make a mistake when your life is built on the rock of Jesus. Firm foundation. He is faithful. So I don't know what any of you are going through right now. We've been through a lot. We raised our family in Brazil. There's our family up there. And I can just say God is a firm foundation and he is faithful. Yes. Build your life on that rock. Mm -hmm. Thank you for your faithfulness as a church. Our children have been blessed um, because of you and your faithfulness. We left uh, Canada in 2004, so Danny, our youngest on the um, screen on the left, um, was born the year you started supporting us as a church. He was born in Brazil, and he's now finishing grade 12. Um, that's an update on Danny. He's playing the drums at church this morning, 
but I know he would have loved this worship. So um, thank you, Marcello. Yeah, um, he would have loved to have been here. Uh, we have two other children. Our oldest is in the middle. She was married two years ago now. Uh, she spent six years in Budapest, Hungary, studying, um, and uh, is now married and lives in Vancouver. And she, she is an architect, and her vision is to bring beauty, justice, and goodness into the city through architecture and urban planning. And she is committed since she was young to that and is, is finishing that final certification to be able to do that. Um, our son, our middle son on the right, Luke, um, he's now 25. So um, the last time you saw him, he was probably young. But he's 25, lives in Victoria. Uh, he also serves in the church. He works as an engineer in Victoria. And um, they uh, have just... Yeah, been blessed, um, been raised in different places, uh, confronted different things, but have been blessed by God as their firm foundation and the faithfulness of God, the church. So thank you. God bless you. Well, thank you, Lisa. Um, so yes, thank you. Thank you for the faithfulness. It is almost 20 years. Uh, we love to come back here. Um, our privilege to be part of the mission field the mission of God, embrace the mission of God with you. And my text this morning coming from Matthew 13, it's the parable of the sower. Verse 8 says this um, about the seed that falls on good soil, right? Jesus is finishing this parable and he finishes the parable with verse 8 and he says, still other seed fell on good soil where it produced a crop, a hundred sixty or 30 times what was sown. He who has ears, let him hear. So let me use the images, a couple images from agriculture here. First of all, let me say, use this uh, image. Um, there, is a, there is a forest in the seed. And a whole forest has grown out of the seed that your partnership has helped to, uh, us to plant in Brazil. Uh, in the lives of individuals, in their communities, and in society. Uh, actually, Tony, if you go to the previous um, uh, slide, yes, because we say that our mission is to help equip the church to be an effective agent of transformation in the lives of individuals, in communities, and in society. We believe that the gospel of Jesus Christ changes the individual, but it doesn't stop there, because the individual becomes an agent now changed by the gospel to change his community, to change society, to change culture. Actually, uh, Marcel was just talking about this song that was written during COVID, uh, Good God Almighty, I think was right, what they said. And he said how with that word, he wants to turn those words that have been used in a certain way. To another way. We keep saying that also, you change language, you change culture. That's how our culture, by the way, starts to change. When people start to change language, when people start to redefine certain words, then you start to change culture also. So, so uh, your part with us in our partnership in Brazil for almost 20 years now, has, God has taken your part. Uh, he has put together with other partners that we have. And uh, he has blessed the nation of Brazil and from there other nations. So thank you for your partnership. There is a forest in the seed. When you plant seeds, 
when we partner together to plant seeds, there is a whole forest. With God, there is a whole forest in the seed. So there is a forest in the seed. Another image that I want to use this morning to talk about our ministry now before I come to the text of Matthew is, um, uh, is this idea that the roots produce the fruits. The roots produce the fruits. We have been teaching uh, in Brazil uh, as we engage in brokenness, of course, as, as Jesus did. Like there's so much brokenness around as we look around. As we engage with brokenness in any culture, we see the fruits of the fall. So we teach in Brazil that uh, we, have, um, we have a biblical view. God's story in the Bible is a story of transformation. Uh, it can be summarized in four acts. The four major acts of God's story, our biblical review, creation, fall, redemption, and consummation. If you never read the Bible with that plot in line, that's the story. That's the story of the Bible. Actually, that story of the Bible, what, what is really telling us is that God decides to bring his kingdom. He's going to bring his kingdom from heaven. He, he's king in heaven, and now he creates and he's going to bring his kingdom to earth. And the whole Bible is the story of how the kingdom of God is coming from heaven to earth. He creates, he's king, there is a Genesis 3, there is a fall there, but then there is a host, the story doesn't stop, you on the, stop on the fall with brokenness. It goes on to redemption, and you all go on to the very end. Consummation is not one day, but it's the process that we are in right now as the church, where God is working, and there is one day that he's going to come back as the king of kings, and Lord of Lords, and he will establish his kingdom. Earth and heaven will be together, and his kingdom will be established. So we teach that, and one of the fruits of the fall in Brazil, very prevalent, is poverty. So we decided to we start to engage with brokenness at the level of poverty in Brazil by reaching out to kids and families in the poor community of Vila Feliz. It was one community in northeastern Brazil, the poorest region of Brazil. We, we start to plant seeds of the kingdom in the community through projects with kids and families, believing that that would produce a harvest for the kingdom. So uh, our projects reflected what we call the pillars of the kingdom of God, his truth, his goodness, his beauty. We say those are the pillars of the kingdom. Those, those flow from, from, from the nature and the character of God. That's who he is. That flows from who he is. He creates everything. And the pillars of the kingdom are the God's truth, God's goodness, which includes justice, and God's beauty. So we start these projects to reflect that nature of God, God the King. And we also teach that redemption, if you remember the story, creation, fall, redemption. Redemption reverses the fall. There's so many forces that are, are, are released when Jesus goes to the cross and dies. There's so many powerful forces that are released that it reverses the fall. It transforms the individual. It trans changes me. Changed me, my life. But it's also changed communities, changed society. So, so we start to see the kids and families experience transformation as individuals because God's story is a story of transformation. That's a powerful story in the Bible. It transforms. And we start to see kids as we start to teach this and bring uh, the projects, bring kingdom in a sense. We start to see the kids and families experience transformations as individuals and becoming, we say, co-agents with God. God is the primary agent of transformation. But then he invites us 
to be co-agents with him as we work with God for the transformation that he is bringing to individuals, communities, and society. So we started project in Villa, those projects in Villa Feliz. After five years, that became a church in Villa Feliz. That church is flourishing. I just came back from Brazil, and every time I come back, I have a new video actually from Villa Feliz, Joseph, I'm going to send to you, showing the kids and the projects. I'm not using too many images of the projects in Brazil today, but they are there. Our newsletter that I just sent right before, uh, probably a month ago, uh, or three weeks ago, shows the pictures of what God is doing in those projects uh, with the kids. So that's one face of our ministry community transformation. We decide that we're going to engage with brokenness, with the fruits of the fall, in the area of poverty, in poor communities. So community transformation, that ministry has expanded. We are working at the national level now, and um, uh, there's nine other communities in Brazil that we're reaching. So the roots produce the fruits. The communities are experienced. Biblical ideas at the roots are producing the fruits in the lives of individuals in their communities. The other side of our ministry is, as we, as we face um, uh, brokenness, um, we start to ask questions of, when we see the fruits of poverty, for example, in poor communities, we ask questions like, why? Why is that happening? So, so we start to see the roots produce the fruits in the sense that ideas have consequences. So there's a whole society that has been built on ideas, on the lies. Actually, the graphic that you showed before, Tony, that I kind of jumped quickly over it. We believe there are lies in the soil of the, of, of the lives of individuals, communities, society. And as God's truth, as that biblical view is brought, truth is brought to the soil of the lives of individuals, their communities, their, their society, that truth is powerful to transform. So it is about God's truth transforming people's lives. Because even though there are lies on the soil, there is a greater power than lies in the soil of cultures, the lives of individuals, communities, society. It's the power of the truth of the gospel, the truth of God's word, that story of the Bible, creation, fall, redemption, and transformation. So we, we just start to ask the questions of why. So, so we, we start to see that ideas have consequences. If there are lies on the soil, but you start to plant truth, God's truth will transform. So that image of the tree that the next slide shows, shows exactly that, that uh, ideas will influence the whole life of the individual, the whole community, the whole society, to the level of the fruits too. So we start to minister to young adults, and they start to be, we start to believe with them that if we bring trust, truth through their vocation to society, that truth will start to change. So Lisa mentioned Gabi here. She believes as an architect that she can bring beauty to community. She in Brazil wants to organize the sidewalks because the sidewalks are all broken and unleveled. And she believes that by bringing order, which is a sign of the kingdom and beauty to the sidewalks, that would produce fruits. So that's the idea from that simple thought to economy and arts and science and technology, if God's truth starts to come at the level of the roots in each one's vocation, that person becomes an agent of God to bring transformation to society. So that's the power of God's truth. It transforms the lives of individuals, their community, and their society. So the roots produce the fruits. And then to close today with back to the text in the Bible. So those are the two faces of our ministry. Community transformation, poor communities. 
and young adults, young professionals, working with them, equipping them to become co-agents with God for the transformation of their nation. So if you, if you ask the team in Brazil, the young adults, young professionals that we work with, is, what are you doing? They will say, we are building a nation. Because they believe that as they engage as the professionals that they are with the gifts that God has given them, as they start to bring truth, God's truth, a biblical worldview to the soil of society through their vocation, society will be changed. Society, so the nation will be changed. So that's the power of the gospel. It's so good that it transforms us as individuals. But it's so good that it doesn't stop there. Actually, it has implications for community, for society. That's what God is doing with Oceanside. I come back here and I see the growth in the numbers. So that means the growth of agents of transformation co-agents of transformation with God in your community, in Parksville. So that's what God does with us, invites us to be part. And in the parable of the sower, it's interesting that um, at the end, when Jesus tells that parable about the seeds that fall uh, in different soils, and at the end falls on good soil, and it says that it produces, right? Produce one seed, produces a crop, a hundred, sixty, or thirty, thirty times what was sown. The the forest in the seed that Jesus is actually talking about here. Um, I, I want to leave you with the three S's of the parable of the seed: seeds, soil, and sower. So uh, seeds, we we have good seeds from the silos of the kingdom of God. He has made available to us good seeds to sow. They're not our seeds. They're his seeds that he gives to us to sow. So they are good seeds. They are powerful seeds. Um, uh, he wants to do what he wants to do in a broken world has to do with the fact that we, seeds will be planted that will change situations. So they are good seeds. He has made all kinds of kingdom seeds available to us to sow. And his kingdom advances as the seeds of the kingdom are planted in the lives of individuals, their communities, their nations, their society. So, and then there is the soil, right? The soil, uh, we plant seeds of the kingdom of God in the soil of individuals' lives, in communities, in our society. Um, and of course, it is tough ground today. These days, it's tough ground because there is an enemy that has added so many lies into the soil, as we saw in that graph. There's so many lies in the soil these days that it is tough ground. But there is only one thing that's more powerful than the lies that the enemy has put in the soil. And that is God's truth. God's truth in the Bible. Thanks that he, thank God that he gave us this revelation, this story of transformation, creation, fall, redemption, consummation. History is running, and actually we already know the end, because Paul says to the Philippians at the end, every knee will confess, and every, every tongue will confess, and every knee will bow down. Every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord for the glory of God the Father. So that's the end of history. History is running, and even though the soil is tough, the seeds of the kingdom have power to remove the lies and to transform the most contaminated soil into harvest-producing soil. That is the power of the truth of God. And so there is also the sower. Huh? There's seeds, there's soil, there's the sower. We are called to be 
agents to sow the seeds. Not only on Sunday in the church, but from Monday to Friday, we are called to seed souls wherever God has positioned us. And, and so the, the end of the seed soil and the sower, um, if I can say something, is be a faithful sower. God controls the outcome, not you, not me. God controls, you never know what, what's, when, what and when the seeds will produce. So be a faithful sower. And always choose faith and hope. Especially in the days that we live, there is more than a single tree and a few fruits in that seed that you plant. There is a whole forest in that seed. Always choose faith and hope. So, how do we put the two S together to close? Uh, for the abundant harvest to happen, the seed must respond, and it will, because the seeds of the kingdom we plant are good seeds, powerful seeds. The soil must respond as we plant God's truth. It needs the right conditions. And God's truth will do that. It may take time. Be patient. It may take time. But you, it, the soil will produce the conditions because God's truth transforms the soils. And the sower must respond. He has to faithfully sow the seed. So this is how the kingdom of God advances. We respond, we obey, we sow seeds of the kingdom, we cultivate the soil, God causes the abundant harvest, God grows the forest from the seed. And I end with these words from my professor at Regent College, Eugene Peterson. He used to say this to us um, that we, you have on the screen there. The harvest is inevitable. Decisions are seed. Attitudes are seed. Acts are seed. Prayers are seed. Thoughts are seed. All of it will come to harvest. So thank you, Oceanside, for being part with us in what God is doing in Brazil, in what God is doing globally because you're involved. Thank you for being faithful sowers. And I can tell you that the seeds that you have planted, there's a whole forest that God is producing out of that. So thank you, Pastor Joseph. Thank you very much for the time.